It's interesting, this time of year, Hanukkah, Christmas, and whatever other holiday may be going on right now, it's often a time of year that is considered one to give, to be giving or charitable, right? Isn't that often what we hear? Time to be charitable and giving. Isn't it funny, though, a lot of the times we are always talk about giving, the world's so focused on giving because what is it? It's good to give, right? To be a good person, you should be charitable and giving. But yet at the same time, we have this focus of giving, and that's good. Then there are also, if you haven't noticed, often an energy of proudness that shows up. And what does that do, that proudness, that part of the ego that responds to receiving? What about receiving? What happens? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't receive. I can't take that. I can't receive that gift. Well, it's pretty hard to be giving if nobody wants to receive. But that's just the outer expression. But that outer expression is also a reflection of what we're doing inside of ourselves that will let us know how we are being with God, how we are being with ourselves and giving and receiving. Are we one who's proud and doesn't allow ourselves to receive? Well, here's the other side of it as well. Before you're able to give, don't you have to receive something to be able to give in the first place? Because what do you have to give if you've not received anything? Isn't that true? I don't care if you make it about the physical, about money or gifts. How can you give any money or gifts and be charitable in that way if you haven't allowed yourself to receive? to have something to give. Well, the same is true spiritually. How can you give of your love, of your joy, of your peace, of your understanding and compassion, unless you've allowed yourself first to receive that and have it to give? What's first, the chicken or the egg? What's first, giving or receiving? Receiving is first. Let me make it simple. Receiving comes first. So if you want to be a better or bigger giver, be a better and bigger receiver as well. And realize that even all of our physical things are but a reflection of the spiritual. So first we have to receive spiritually, not only to give spiritually, but to even give physically. Because all things truly come out of that divine manifestation creation or expression of spirit. So why not go to the source, to that highest point of receiving and allow that creative action of the divine, allow ourselves to receive that. And then as we do, allow then through that creativity to now move in and through our own consciousness to be able to give, no matter what it is, what we give, physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of it. But understand this. I don't care what expression you call it or what level, I should say, of that expression, mentally, emotionally, imaginatively, or physically. It is all a spiritual expression. Because in truth, the only thing that is expressing is the divine. And then it just takes on the form of mind, emotions, imagination, or physicality. But it is all an expression of the divine. Without the divine, none of that exists. None of it. There is no creative action or expression on any any levels. 
But in here, you hear us talk about all the rest of that is an illusion anyway, that the only truth there is, the only reality there is, is the Spirit. And that's true. All the rest is just an expression of the divine. And that's what we see and feel and hear. So go to the source. Receive from there. And then you're able to give. Just your expression, just your life itself is both the giving and the receiving all at the same time. I know right now I'm talking about giving and receiving. It's two things. It's two sides of the same coin. But in this world, it's one of duality or polarity. So there is the giving and the receiving, and the receiving and the giving. The truth and spirit, it's neither giving or receiving. It is simply a movement or expression of that divine spirit itself. That's really all there is. And one day we'll all wake up and know that. But in this world, there is a process of understanding how that movement of the divine works in this realm of polarity and duality. And if you can begin to learn and understand the process and begin to work that process within yourself is how you'll begin to open the doors within your consciousness to wake up and know that divine truth, that divine reality. Because eventually you'll see it is just a movement of God's loving or expression. And that's who we are anyway, is an expression of God's loving. We're not separate from that. We are a living extension or expression of that. So in truth, what I just said is all false. There's nothing to give and there's nothing to receive because we are just an expression of that. But that's the journey. That's the journey that we're doing here on this path to sound and light, this action of meditation, this attempt to awaken and come to know that divine truth. That's what we're doing here. This is a pathway here. There's an expression into the world through any organization or teacher that is teaching this. Just another expression. It's a river of loving that comes out of that great body or ocean of loving. It's all the same. But when we're focused on that, we're on that journey of awakening and discovery once again of that divine truth. But a lot of that journey is coming to a greater understanding of how that works and expresses through all these other levels of consciousness. And that's where we find ourselves challenged and struggling because of the polarity here and the duality. We find it challenging to live in that constant push and pull of the world in our thoughts and our feelings. That's what makes it challenging. We're looking for the oneness we know inherently inside of us. It is all just one expression or movement of loving that there's not a polarity or duality to that expression, that movement of oneness. So we get confused because in truth we do know that as a soul of who we are, we know that, but that's been clouded through this polarity that manifests in this creation and what the mind and the emotions and the body does with that. Here we are fighting ourselves, even the left and right hand, 
ever and struggle. But if you also understand, like any form of magnetism, it is in that that keeps it all in balance, that magnetic charge of the right and left side, that polarity duality, that is that tension. And in that tension, that the spirit can begin to manifest and give form or expression to the oneness. That's often how we see our creativity. We look at our creation of what we've done and created in our lives. And that comes out of the duality, that which we can see and feel here. But in the spiritual journey of beginning to awaken to more of the oneness and the truth of that which is beyond the duality, part of that is letting go of looking at our creation, looking at that charge of energy that has created the tension to manifest things here physically. Because that's what that is. And as soon as you let go, what are you really letting go of? Well, it often looks like we're letting go of these physical situations or peoples or places in our physical lives. But that's just not a reflection. What we're really letting go of is that magnetic charge that we have created inside of ourselves through our divinity. We have given it life, have given that magnetic charge life. And through that magnetic polarity intention to create. So as soon as we let go, we let go of the magnetic charge within ourselves. And so that which we've created begins to fall apart or drop away, dissolve, disappear. But yet in the physical world, we often see that as death. And so we find ourselves grieving or sad or hurt because we've gotten so used to living in that tension, that magnetic charge, that we become so familiar with it, somehow it seems comfortable. And we all seek comfort. Creatures of habit, creatures of comfort. So we seek after that. And when something is removed from us, somehow we feel like something's missing. And we think it's disturbing. We think it's disturbing not realizing that actually that which has been removed or let go of, same thing, just depends on how you look at it. We go into reaction with it. In our reaction, we try to fill that space now, whether by pulling back that which has been removed or by filling it with something else that has a similar polarity charge. It's good to be aware of that and how this process works. In this creation, when I say this creation, I mean the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body. Once you start to understand the process and how it works and the simplicity of it, no matter what the form or expression of it, to see the process of how that works, just even having a little bit of understanding can often begin to bring some peace to the mind or that part of the animal nature that is physical and emotional to comfort that grieving that we have that sense or feeling of loss here. And that's why we talk so much about the loving and the acceptance and the forgiveness that helps us with that letting go and grieving process. But at the same time, that space that we've created within our consciousness by letting go, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, it's going to get filled with something. 
So instead of filling it with a similar magnetic energy of creating something new that seems comfortable, but after a while you realize it's actually very disturbing. Any kind of magnetic polarity is often disturbing in truth to the consciousness, especially the more aware or sensitive you become to that movement of spirit. But to begin to fill those spaces now with that loving, with the spirit, instead of filling it up with something mentally, emotionally, or physically, to begin to now fill it with spirit. And that's a simple action. It's simply just say, I receive. Oh, that's right, back to where we started. To receive in order to even give. So if you want to be loving, give loving, you have to first receive. But the only receiving is really done inside. Even if somebody else comes to you and says, I love you, you have to receive that loving that they're sharing with you. It's not a physical thing. It is not something you can put your hands out and be placed in your hands and take. It is only something in your consciousness that you can be open to receive, to allow it in. Isn't it funny, though, how we can all feel that? You can feel it, you can see it, you can hear it. So as we meditate and become more aware of how this process works, then we can see how to now participate it with it more directly. And then it is simply participating. And to understand, that's all we're doing here is awakening. And as we awaken, we can participate more with that divine within us and continue to let go of all that which is in the mind, the emotions, and the body that would block our receiving of the divine. That's what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness is simply letting go of all those things that stand between us and God is one way we say it, or letting go of all those things that are of the magnetic polarity so that we can create a space inside of ourselves now to receive the essence of spirit. So by letting go of that magnetic charge, no matter what it is, mentally, emotionally, physically, imaginatively, then now there's room for that divine essence. But that takes a higher level of sensitivity or awareness to even know that because it is so neutral and subtle, it doesn't have the magnetic polar charge to it. It's beyond even the mental and emotional feeling and knowing. That's why this is so challenging to the physical consciousness because it's beyond it. But as we meditate and direct our attention up into the divine is how we begin to move above it all and into the spirit itself. And that is the only way, the only way we can truly know that essence of spirit is to be in it. So that's why it's referred to as a journey. Because the journey is to now awaken or move beyond the physical, beyond the imagination, beyond the emotions and the mind, and beyond the unconscious part of the mind as well. In spirit, there's true knowing, there's awareness. But there's also awareness 
of that within the mind and the emotions in the body. But that's the part where we hear different things like discernment. To discern, okay, we're aware. And a big part of this journey as we are awakening and becoming more and more aware, that is going to bring us into awareness of the divinity we are that is living in and through all these other levels. And so we can even become aware in the realm of imagination of the divine moving through there and think we're awake to the divine. And we are. But yet in our awakefulness on that level, now as we look out, viewing from that place of our divinity into the magnetic polarity and seeing the form, we're now viewing just the imagination. And so we'll assume that that which we're viewing is spiritual. But it is not. But we will assume that not understanding or being fully awake to our divinity, but just partially in viewing out from our divinity into the creation or what we've created. And so we see the magnetic charge that has given form and expression that we have given to it. And so we begin to get caught up in all the psychic awarenesses and games that go on. And that happens through every level. When we rise up into the emotions and all the feelings and all the things we see and hear. In our mind, in our belief systems. And there's amazing things. The funny thing is, it is who we are that is divine that is viewing and experiencing all of it. The challenge is we are so busy looking out from ourselves and seeing all of our creation and all of creation. But we accidentally look at that as spiritual. But all it is is an expression of spirits. It's not spirit itself. The funny thing is, and the joke in all this, is that the one who is viewing us, each of us, is the only thing that truly is divine. So even as we rise through all these different levels, eventually we'll realize why it's always been taught. If you want to wake up and know the divine and know your oneness with God, you must go within. But most of us assume going within means meditating because we're directing our attention inwards. Take it the next step. I always make the joke to go within what? Well, most of us go into our bodies and go into our minds and our emotions. Well, yeah, that's part of the journey. You want to go into that. And what do we say? Go within and up. So we want to go into and up, ultimately arriving in spirit. We want to go into the spirit of who we are. But in order to truly do that, we must be willing to let go of all that we're looking at out here. doesn't again matter. I say it over and over. Physically, imaginatively, emotionally, and mentally, unconsciously. Go beyond all that and look into the spirit. You have to look into yourself beyond all the expression. That's what the journey is. Is continuing to move beyond all the expression and into the essence itself. 
Don't ever assume you've arrived because you've had a spiritual experience. Because even once you have arrived into the fullness of spirit, one, there'll be no more assuming. But also, you'll realize there's not an arrival. There's just a continuation. Because that which God is is always an expression, always in movement, always loving. It doesn't stop. It doesn't end. And if that's the case, where's there to go? Where is the destination? Is it all in the journey? Or is it the destination? Is it all of it? Or is it none of it? Well, that's the game. Because it's not about any of it. It is simply living. That is the loving. So the journey is simply moving your awareness, your consciousness, through all the other stuff, as we like to call it. And remember, we redefined the word karma. We call it stuff now. So it's just moving through our stuff to really come back to the place of true awareness and wakefulness of living the divinity. We're already living it. You can't stop the living of the divine. It is simply our awareness of that. That's all we're doing here. That's why you hear me all the time say, it's just entertainment. All the details is just the play. It's the entertainment. I guess God was bored, so he needed to do something, create a little entertainment. But it also helps to begin to look at your own life, your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own inner experience as well, literally as entertainment. It's a play that's meant to be fun, enjoyable. We have to begin to bring ourselves. That's the whole thing of the becoming like little children, the childlike innocence and joy and the playfulness. We have to move back into that place within ourselves, and it's within all of us. But we have to be willing to move there in order to begin to truly wake up, become aware, and experience the spirit of who we are. And that is challenging because the mind and the emotions and the body do not want to let go. And they will put up a fight. And then you get caught up in the fight. Not realizing that by fighting it, you actually feed it and keep yourself caught up in it. That's why you hear me over and over say, eventually you're going to realize that all you can do, and then you will, is surrender. Oh my God, but then the darkness will get me. Let it get you. The darkness is the illusion. We've believed it to be real. And it is not until you literally surrender to the darkness itself that it will dissipate, to dissolve because you no longer will feed it when you finally surrender. And it'll just disappear. That's when you really begin to awaken to the truth of the light of spirit, the light that you are. 
you've got to be willing to surrender to the darkness. But is it really the darkness we're surrendering to? Or are we simply letting go of our own illusions and our attachments? That's the truth. There's no battle. You're not actually surrendering to the darkness. You're not struggling with the darkness or the ego. That's the illusion. We think we are. We're not. But that's the next step back. Always to go farther back in and up. Because that's the only place you can go in your consciousness to truly awaken and know and experience. So in here, when we share, Jim and I are always attempting to give some idea, understanding, description, how to, so that you can do the inner journey to have the awareness at least how to do the process so that you can move into the experience for yourself. As we always say, this is not about us teaching, preaching, telling. There's no magic or mystery, well, maybe a little mystery, but we're trying to demystify that so you have a knowing. But the only real knowing comes through your own experience. And Jim and I cannot give that to you. We can give you the how-to. We can even share our loving. We have loving to give. But do you receive? Can you allow that in? This is the way it's always been taught in the East. And why it's been taught, we need a teacher. It is to receive their love. Most of the time we think of it as their wisdom. But then it becomes the mind if that's all we look at. As I've always said, the words are simply and no more than a description or to give you an idea of how to move into the experience of the divine itself. But also with those words, if you listen and watch and feel closely, just like in meditation, the divine essence moves through the teacher. And that is what really brings the awakening. Because it is the divine essence itself. And that is the only thing, the only thing that can truly awaken us to the divine that we are. Because it is all one. It's not separate. So even out here, when we look at a teacher and a disciple, it looks like separation in this world. It's not. It looks like giving and receiving. It's not. It goes back to where I started. That in truth, it is only simply a movement or an expression of loving. A movement of oneness. That's the truth of how it works. It's just a matter of if you allow yourself to open, to wake up, to knowing and experiencing that truth. Meditations we teach and share, the information we share is simply to assist so that each of you may begin to find your way to open up to receive that divine essence of loving. And sure, once you receive it and awaken to it, 
Sure, you can turn around and give it and share it with somebody else. But are you really giving and sharing then? The ego will think you are. The ego will tell you you are. The ego will tell you you're special and you have all this wisdom and knowledge that you can help other people, heal other people, do it for them. By your graces, everybody will be enlightened. The ego, the mind, will believe and tell you that. But if you really know, because you've really done the inner work <coughs> of opening, surrendering, allowing, receiving, <coughs> and awaken to the truth of how it is, you will also know it is just a flow of loving. There is no giving and receiving. But in this world, it looks like it. In the East, they say, oh yeah, go and prostrate yourself before the Master. Receive the divine grace and blessings of that person. No person has grace or blessings to give. Watch what you do. Watch what you participate in. Like I say, it's all entertainment. But it seems like some serious shit sometimes, doesn't it? And it causes a lot of pain eventually. And it's often once we've had enough pain, we're willing to finally surrender and let go. And that's how this world works. It sucks. But you see, if you understand it, and you can love how bad it sucks. That's it. Then it's entertainment. Because you'll start laughing. It's a pretty bad game, and it's a pretty good setup. But those are just perspectives. And I'm not trying to give opinions and judgments of it. I'm just trying to point out a few things. And I have found that when I can come to that place inside of me to see it as a game and it's playful, that I find myself more open, receptive, and sharing to allow that divine essence to move in me and through me and to stay present and aware of that action spiritually, to hold my mind, my ego, my emotions, my imagination, my body in alignment looking in and up to that flow of loving, the river of loving, the Holy Spirit, the light and the sound. That's all we're doing in meditation. That's why they call it discipline or discipleship. There's a discipline it takes to focus, to hold our attention. Not just our eyes looking up here. Focusing our mind, focusing our emotions, focusing our imagination and our body. Everything. In and up. Because that's how we can go about opening our consciousness to receive that movement of spirit. That's the work. When you hear us talk about the inner work, working the loving, acceptance, forgiveness, that LAF acronym, taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions, and all that stuff you hear us say all the time, well, this is how you do it. This is like the new CD we have. Keep it simple, soul. This is the kiss of the divine and how that works. So I said, all we do here is describe how it works. That's all you have to know is how it works. That's all you have to know. But then it doesn't work unless you work it. So you've got to apply it. You've got to take the action. 
And then you will have the experience and the knowing that comes with that information and where that information has come from. Well, we always say it's just a process. But if you understand the process and you work the process, then you will have the experience. And then the rest is just sorting through your own details, your own stuff, the entertainment. Just sorting through it. But as long as you keep focusing and having that intention and that direction towards the divine, that's your roadmap. And that's how and where you will find yourself move through all your stuff to truly awaken and experience your divinity. So there's all the things of walking this pathway, the journey, flying, trains, planes, automobiles, you name it, all of it. But you've got to have a clear direction and willing to walk it. Even if you don't have a clear direction, because most of us feel confused, we wonder, we doubt, we question. That's why often it's taught to have a clear in intention more so than a direction. Because what? We hear that phrase, God knows what you really hold in your heart. But then people go, oh, my heart. And then once again, they get physically and emotionally focused rather than the spiritual heart, which is really within the soul. So lift your focus higher. Not here. As wonderful as all the auric field and chakras and all that of the body are and how much fun they are or how bad they suck, because it's all of it, lift higher. Focus into the soul. Have that as your intention. And as you move with that intention eventually, well, you have experience all along the way. And eventually, through all that experience, you do come more fully awake to that oneness that spirit really is. Isn't that what you're really seeking? Did you think you were in here just to find a little more freedom or joy or happiness in your life? Is that what it is? That's often what we look for maybe more in the beginning of our journey and even maybe a long ways through the journey. But eventually we'll realize, oh my God, it was so much more than just finding some happiness or fulfillment or purpose in life. So remember, not only for this holiday season, but the way spirit truly works. In this world, it is receiving and then giving. To receive of spirit and give spirit. Receive the loving, give the loving. Just like in meditation, what do we say? Receive God's love for you. Share your loving with God. Often you'll hear, start with share your loving with God and then receive. Or voice. We go back and forth, don't we? Sometimes you have to prime the pump. A lot of times we go, okay, God, I receive your loving. We usually have so much shit there we got to clear a little bit away first before we can even open to receive, right? So that's why sometimes we'll start with share your loving with God. Well, that's a lot of you now clearing away the stuff that's in the way to clear the space so now there's an opening to receive. 
So keep that in mind too. If you go into meditation just always being receptive or passive, you go, okay, yeah, I've got stillness, but nothing's going on. Well, it's because the door's closed. It's quiet. It's, it's getting stale is what it is. You've got to do the work to open the door and move the stuff out of the way that maybe is blocking the door from opening. That's where we talk over and over about loving, accepting, forgiving. That's the process of letting go or removing all the obstacles that are holding the door shut. And then when we do that, now there's a space. We can open the door and now receive the loving. So what is part of that that I'm saying in what I just said? If we've got to clear away some of the stuff that is blocking the door from opening, that means we have something to do, doesn't it? That means we've got to do something. We've got to let go. We've got to clear the space. And that's why we spend a lot of time talking about letting go and forgiveness and loving and accepting. But what is it we're really doing? We see all the stuff that we've placed in front of the door or the other way you hear us describe it is all the things that we place between ourselves and God. I'm just saying the same thing a little different today. Just a little different today, that's all. What do we have to do in order to clear away all that stuff? You want to make the simple soul? It's a lot of work clearing stuff, right? feel like I'm building attention. What's the secret? Just tell us, what's the secret? We're so focused on the stuff, we're trying to remove it, and it's a lot of work. You want to make it simple where it's not a lot of work? Just love yourself. All the stuff we've created that stands between us and God is simply because we're not loving ourselves. As soon as you love yourself, it dissolves all the stuff and the door just swings wide open and God comes rushing in. That's the simplicity of this pathway and this journey. So instead of trying to forgive everybody and everything and all the situations and circumstances in your life that is creating all your trauma and drama, just love yourself. You love yourself, all that other will dissolve. Let me tie it together here a second. So if you remember at all what I was saying earlier about how the magnetic polarity works, that it is drawn together through that polar charge and creates a tension, that tension is all of our stuff. And we're feeding it by putting our focus, the light of our soul as we focus on it gives it life it gives energy to the polar charge. But when we take that energy we've been focusing into our creations, our stuff, and simply begin to direct it into ourselves, what I just said, loving ourselves, as soon as you start to love yourself, that light and energy of spirit you're putting into the stuff, now you will no longer be focusing it into the stuff as you focus it into yourself, and what happens? All that stuff just dissolves, disappears, 
goes back into the nothingness. That's how this really works. Yes, it takes a little time for it to dissolve and decay and merge back into the mind, the emotions, and the body from where it came from, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. But then it does dissolve. The polarity charge goes neutral. There's nothing now blocking the door. And then it swings open. You've heard us talk about in here, about that spiritual door, where which way does it open, out or in, and you've often heard us say in. Because guess what? As you love yourself, you are turning in and opening the door within. And when you open it within, you're also now receiving God's love and allowing it in. Here's how this world works. Give to yourself what you want rather than trying to get it from out here. So if you give yourself love, you will receive love. Does that sound familiar? People talk about money magnets and all this physical stuff, financial stuff. Give yourself money, and then it'll be like a money magnet. It'll draw more money to you. That's just an outer reflection of how the truth of spirit works. Give yourself love. It'll open the door and then bring love in. And guess how this world works too. When you love yourself and allow God to love you, then everybody around you and all of existence will start to love you because now you're letting it in. So you've got to be willing to receive and to let it in, but this is how. You have to give it to yourself. And in giving it to yourself, then all the rest of existence will also give it to you. Well, think about it. When you judge yourself and are hard on yourself, doesn't the world give that to you as well then? You can put in there what you want. You can put in the stress and the struggle and then the world will give that to you as well to support what you're giving yourself. Or you can give yourself love and then you'll find the world giving you love as well. But not really the world. That's just an outer reflection. God's giving you love. And the world will reflect that to some degree. It can never reflect it fully, so don't look to the world to give you everything. Look to yourself first, and as you do, you open the door to allow God and all that God is to now participate and give to you as well. So give yourself the divine presence, and then you'll have presence to give everybody else. So I hope that little spiritual, scientific sharing tied or helped you to understand maybe a little bit more of how that action of spirit and kind of a scientific perspective and truth is all one and how it all works. So you can begin to apply it and have that work for you. This is a pathway to God-realization is first through self-realization. But it's really through self-love, and you'll realize the self, but then you'll go beyond the self to the true highest self that God is. It's just a step-by-step process. So it's really soul-realization, not the self when I say that of the mind, emotion, and ego self. It's the soul self I'm speaking of. I want to make that clear because a lot of people misinterpret Say, oh yeah, I know these other people and groups are doing just like you guys talk about. 
It ain't the same. That's why I said, pay attention. Be aware what's really going on beyond the words. Anybody can say anything they want but what's really going on spiritually. But in order to have that level of awareness and sensitivity, then you've got to do the spiritual work and actions and meditation in order to wake up and know. So happy holy days. All right.